Defend yourself to me. Defend yourself to me. Tell me why you like the shit you like. Defend yourself to me. Now defend the solo. Friends with Joey Bergren. All right. What was that? That was a uh, friend of the show, Eli Uden. Did a little Was that always intro. there? I added it recently. Oh, really? Thanks for keeping up on the pod. Oh, I, I download it and then I <laughs> Throw don't your phone in it. a river? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I'm going through phones like... <laughs> I'm going through phones like rabbits through carrots, baby. Well, thanks for getting my download numbers up. I appreciate it. Yep. Let's see. Wait, it's called defend this, right? What? <laughs> In you. defense. Yeah. Uh, Are you going to it right now? Yeah. Wow. It doesn't just pop up right away on my my search. As usual, rate me five stars. Roast me in the comments. I'll read it on air. Really? You, oh, you, you don't listen. Go, no, that's high and mighty. You don't listen to that. All right. In defense. Oh, wait. Hold on. We've got in defense of plants podcast. Is this you? <laughs> I always see that. Whenever I look at the store, I'm like, oh, in defense of plants. When can I pass that? Plants are everything. They are also incredibly interesting. From the smallest duckweed to the tallest redwood, the botanical world is full of wonder. Join my friends, Joey Bergen and I, for a podcast oh. celebrating everything botany. You did this. Their host is the same name as me? Yeah. Episode, they have 116 episodes. What? And what? Social caterpillars, the host trees, the wild world of moss sex. <laughs> the, the little thing inside it. Plants have interesting sex lives. In this episode, we take a closer look at the reproductive lives of moss. You can't top this one, buddy. Can you please not talk trash on well the it, other in defense based? I'll tell you this. Podcasts? I'll tell you this. Uh-huh. In defense of plants has five stars, but it's twelve reviews. You've got five stars off of twenty reviews. Uh huh. That's pretty cool. Thank you so much. What? Okay, so Bill Parker. That sounds like an interesting name. Yeah, friend of the show, um, Captain Geech. Interesting. Okay. Um, oh wow! You know these names look sort of familiar. Oh, are you looking through the reviews? Yeah. Don't. Don't. Constantly makes me think about the weird stuff I like and wish I could defend. They're mostly friends. <laughs> <laughs> but the... I didn't beg. I you know I did it the normal way of like, hey, who goes to bed early? What a world! Thanks, Jeremy Charles Bowditch, friend of the show, Jeremy. Very fun to hear people try to defend some of the least defensible. Can we not do this? Pop culture. I eagerly await each episode. Why is this happening? Stop. Great stuff. You know what's weird? This is something that is just, this is taking over the world. You've got, okay, we've got one. Can we not? <laughs> Please. No, two, three, four. Okay, you've got four of the like seven reviews that you can read. Four of them end with sentences that end in exclamation points. Good. Like this is taking over. Like, no, like these weird. Like w- I have to end this positive thing with something saying exclamation point at the end. Like listen, to this this show looks into so many topics that I absolutely love. Love the guests that Joey brings on. Thank you with a big exclamation point. Okay, mm-hmm. you don't really. You can just say thank you. Okay, you don't even have to say thank you. Are they thanking me? Or like very fun to hear people. Blah blah blah. Great stuff. Exclamation point. Like, everything ends in exclamation point now. Sure. What's your problem with that? The, the world is changing. Keep up the awesome work, Joey. What do you mean the world is changing? It's like, I think it all goes back to like that whole texting thing where, like, if you text, like, hey, are you excited about tonight? And someone goes, yeah, without an exclamation point, you interpret it You're that like, as, what's like, wrong? oh, shit. They're, yeah. They're just saying, yeah. But if they go, yeah. You're like, oh, they're jacked. Uh-huh. They're ready to go. What if you say, hell yeah, no exclamation point? Hell yeah. I don't know, because I feel like whenever I do hell yeah, it turns into heel yeah. H-E apostrophe L-L. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like he will yeah. Yeah. He'll, he will yeah. Hell yeah. 
It does do that, doesn't it? It does. It does that all the time to me. Can we listen to an episode of In Defense while we do your while podcast? While we record this one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> please, no, please don't do that. <laughs> I see you doing it on your phone. Don't do it. Sorry. Ooh, that's artificial weird. sweeteners. That's a good one. Aaron that's Byrne, a, friend that's of the show. That's a weird one. I know. She likes the... Um, the like please, Mio. On please on mic please the Mio like spray does that count as an art artificial it is, yeah yeah i was thinking like tevia i know stevia tevia stevia stevia for all you breaking bad fans out there am i right <laughs> you guys remember let's that? just wrap this up huh okay bowling is a sport with bill parker we can't just read th- can we move on please <laughs> no please don't i see you doing it What's happening? No one's gonna listen. People are gonna turn it off. Oh look, we got we got one with Eli. What? I I got Monster Energy drink. Yeah, that's a good one too. Yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> guess that's number one. Yeah, Rebels. Are we including five hour energy in here? Oh, five hours. <laughs> I hate this so much. Listen to the energy you got going. <laughs> that was a good episode. It's a really I highly recommend it. That's the most my podcast has ever played through your phone. <laughs> no, I, I told you I used to listen to this podcast oh, yeah, before listen, job interviews. You listen to yours. Yeah, because I thought it sounded great. <laughs> it's a brilliant move. Yep, and the one time I didn't listen to it, I got the job. <laughs> Fuck off. Did I, no, no, no. I don't think it's your fault. Have, did I talk about this on air last you, time? Oh, uh, you may have. Because I you think told me. I think part of the problem is, is I was maybe a little too high on myself going to some of these job interviews, having just listened to myself. Sure. And then I go into these interviews and I'm like you want yeah, me. but who listens to themselves and goes like oh yeah i rule i got this that's a weird way to hype yourself up <laughs> apparently i do listen to yourself <laughs> talk about midnight run <laughs> hey uh groden's great in that he is yeah charles groden friend of the show you had charles groden no i should okay though. what do you think wait but what charles what, what groden defend, defend? <laughs> that's a good question the the rights of migrant workers <laughs> yeah fighting for the lame he's quite man. the activist yeah he is what do you think Bobby De Niro would defend on this show we never watched Clifford we never we were gonna Clifford. watch Clifford and we forgot oh, man, I'll have to watch it on my own I know maybe I can do it for my next episode the movie Clifford yeah Clifford God, fingers crossed huh <laughs> Freddie got fingered crossed <laughs> what okay uh, welcome to another episode of In Defense with your host Ben Clausen yeah Benny's back no, no, I'm the new host. Oh, you're the new host? Yeah, yeah. You're interviewing me now. I corporate takeover. Okay, give it a try. Go ahead. Uh, hey, it's just me. It's a solo show now. Uh, I decided the guest thing was unimportant. If you want to hear my next string of uh, mini series episodes about uh, why Valerian is going to be a great film, strap in. Okay, guys. Dane DeHaan. What do we think? I'm into it. Not really. I'm so out on Dane DeHaan. Saw Chronicle, loved Dane DeHaan. He's a little baby Leonardo DiCaprio. He's in Place Beyond the Pines. I like this Dane DeHaan kid. Oh, boy. We just watched that Amazing Spider-Man 2 trailer thing. Oh, man. Dane DeHaan. He's not going places, guys. 40 more minutes of this. Go ahead. (laughs) Keep going. And you know what? Dane DeHaan's got also one of those weird spots where it's like, is he going bald? I don't know. And then you got Cara Delevingne. Is that how you say her name? I don't know. I like her. I mean, in Suicide Squad, what was she doing? She had that weird dance. Do you remember that dance? Guys, call in. I'm looking at the phones right here. Oh, boy, they're lighting up. They want to talk about this. Can I quickly interrupt and say that in front of you, (laughs) to your left is your phone, and to the right is a notepad, and you went, the phones are lighting up, and you referred to the notepad, (laughs) which you wrote Rick Flag on four times. Rick Flag, Rick Flag, Rick Flag, Rick Flag. The character from Suicide Squad. It's your boy, Rick Flag. Oh, now he's taking a picture of me. Are you like my new assistant? Yeah. Do you have an Instagram for this? Uh, I do. You do? Do you post pictures like that? Mm-hmm. Really? What, a, what? Do you guys have a Twitter? Mm-hmm. At IndefensePod for both. Is it just a promotional Twitter, or does the Twitter also tweet jokes? I think that's always strange. No, it's just promotion. Like, I think it's... Because we- you refer to it as the Twitter as if it was its own sentient being, but it's me. <laughs> <laughs> so, no. You don't have some assistant? The Twitter you're... doesn't tweet jokes. <laughs> But you know what I'm saying? Like, I was thinking it's weird that there is someone who's getting paid to tweet memes and jokes filtered through, like, the Stranger Things official Twitter account. Yeah. 
like during like the election it's like hillary clinton does something and they're like let's post an 11 meme about this with things that need like uh the companies that use it for like feedback like you know people always be like oh the funniest tweets the wendy's account has ever done or like you'll see like yeah yeah. the wendy's twitter thing is yeah it's cool that corporate ones will have fun with it and but you need that to respond to people's complaints and whatnot but like a tv show when they do more than just i don't know it's weird i always love like i feel like everyone i feel like there's you should get someone who does that you should you surely know someone who knows someone who knows someone who runs a tv show's twitter account probably yeah i mean with the kind of high level execs you're rolling with these days if anyone knows anyone tweet it at joey Berger on twitter but i love when like, they post one of those like memes where it's like a character from the show that mm-hmm. they're like promoting and it's like one of the characters like looking exciting and the meme is like that face you make when there's a new yeah. episode of superior donuts on tonight <laughs> they always do that and then it's like two retweets Seven likes. Judd Hirsch. <laughs> yes, the official Judd Hirsch. What would Judd Hirsch defend? Oh, what would he defend? Independence Day Resurgence. Was he in that? Yeah, he's he should not be in it. Ooh. Well, not because his fault. He's good in it, but they don't know what to do with him. He drives a bus at one point. Honestly, I'm surprised you didn't like that movie. It's garbage. But I'm surprised. It's really bad. It's... It's bad, and anyone who's seen it will know this, even though I don't think anybody saw no it. No one listening to this saw If you saw Independence Day Resurgence and you're listening to this, tweet at Joey Berger and let me know. I'd love to know if you saw it. Independ- hashtag Independence Day Resurge I Wentz. <laughs> Get it? Like, Resurge I Went. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, no, it's really bad. Like, the, a- the action is legitimately really bad in it. Like, mm. all of the action scenes are missing, like, one or two establishing shots. Like, it's like... They never establish who's who, where people are. They just like are just showing explosions and ships flying around. Yeah, they, they it's it's a mess. It's incoherent, and it's like a hundred and nine minutes. Ugh, <laughs> too short. I feel like when you've got a movie that falls in between that one hundred one and one hundred nine range, you're like in this weird no man's land where it's not short, but it's also not long enough to really do anything. You think? 101 and 101 that eight minutes is a problem <laughs> yeah you're running into some issues <laughs> well because like when you're when you're under 100 minutes you're in that cool like this is like a 90 minute movie it's gonna it's gonna move this yeah. movie's gonna like go it's got no fat on it and when you're at like a 110 minutes plus you're into that, like it's almost two hours you've got time to like do a couple maybe like one character arc you got something going on but you're in that weird 101 to 109. <laughs> you're in no man's land. I, I, I know what you mean, but it sounds stupid. What do you say? It does sound stupid. But like, there's so many movies where it's like, oh, it's 107 minutes long. And it's like, that's a bad sign. Mm-hmm. 107 is not good. Like, I think the perfect length is like 115. Interesting. Every movie should be 115 minutes. Uh, see, I think you like them too long. You think I like long movies? No, I think that's too long. I think the perfect movie length is 100 minutes, an hour and 40 minutes. You know what? You're lucky because that falls below the 101 to 109. You're right. Uh, that's no why I picked lane. it. I didn't say 101. I said 100. That's really... But then you also got to think like movies because like all special effects, credits are like 12 minutes long. Oh, that's true. I do love... Because you saw Spider-Man today. I did. Dating the podcast. I right do now. love... Also, hey, really date the podcast. Donald Trump Jr., what's going on with those emails, buddy? <laughs> Put it in a perfect time capsule. Boy, current President Donald Trump. What's going on, <laughs> hey, bro? Hey, stop. <laughs> what if someone's listening to this in three... Oh, he's going to get eight years. Yeah, what if someone's yeah. listening to this seven years from now? Hey, he he did his two terms. <laughs> I voted for him once. He tricked me. Um, But, like, I remember, like... Those earlier Marvel movies like Thor, Iron Man 2, that era, when they were mm-hmm. like super committed to doing one after the credits thing, mm-hmm. and it was after the whole entire credits. Yep. I remember like you would sit in the theater, and there would be that strange thing where the credits are rolling. You're like six minutes into like the 11 minute credits that you have to watch. Mm-hmm. And there's like that strange, can I talk to the person next to me? Can I take my phone out? The lights aren't totally up. Are we allowed to break protocol and just... The people that don't know we're leaving. 
but there's enough people now that kind of know. Yeah. And then like, there's that sort of strange, like, are we just quiet the whole time? And it's like the cool, like pop song has stopped playing. And now it's just like really bland orchestra music. And you're like, you're seeing those like weird columns where it's like VFX supervisor. Yeah. And then they get to the strange, like we outsourced part of the movie to like some Korean studio. And you're like, I don't even know what's going on anymore. Right. And now they've gotten good at like putting stuff in the middle of credits. Some of them. They, they've done stuff to spice up the credits. Yeah. So you're not just sitting in silence with a group of strangers being like... But also now they have a mid-roll post-credit and then an actual post-credit. Yeah, now they're doing like just goofy throwaways. And you're like, what the hell? Does it have as many as uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2? How many did that have? It like five. Oh, really? Yeah, they had like a lot of oh, credit right, sequences. Oh, right, that's true. But I think that almost felt comical. Like they're trying they to make fun purpose. of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's stupid. But yeah, Donald Trump Jr., bro. I mean, <laughs> you went to Russia to get some sort of damaging information. So What's you're back on? on the show. Yep. At an undisclosed time. Who knows? Uh-huh. Oh, wait. I didn't even realize this isn't going to go up right away. No. Oh, so this is really going to feel dated. I also might push it because we did technically two in a row. But maybe. Do you want to like put this in your back pocket and like hold it for when you're like, Oh, no. Day. I couldn't find anybody this week. Oh, I got that one from Ben just sitting there. I can drop that. Week. I'll just delete this. <gasps> no. Ooh, that really hurts you. It really did, yeah. I'm sorry. I won't do that. It's okay. I f- I'm still mad you'd never released the uh, Mighty Ducks one that we did. <laughs> I hated that. I don't even want to talk <laughs> about it. <laughs> what should we talk about this week? On this podcast? Yeah, because this it's, is kind of your idea. It's your topic, though. But it's like, this is one that you, I feel like you felt really strongly about. Okay, let me, can I tell you that, should I tell that story I told you in the car the other day? The dream story? Yeah, 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 yeah. So the other night, I'm I'm visiting home, couldn't sleep. Shh. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Couldn't sleep. And uh, so I put on a podcast, as we do. Sometimes you do that. So I put on a pod. It's a comedy bang bang, full disclosure. And I fall asleep during it. And in my, then I have a dream where I'm hanging out with a couple of B-list celebs recording a podcast about the band, the Gaslight Anthem. And I was like, what a great band, great, what band. a weird specific. And I remember in my, in the dream, I swear I heard someone mentioned like one of their specific albums. I think I told you, like, I swore I heard it like so clearly, like I heard them say it. And then I woke up and realized my podcast were auto-playing. Next episode, that whatever played. Next episode, 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 episode. Hey, 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 hey. Something every day. Yeah, exactly. Way to go. G-rated. Thanks. thanks. Uh, And I wake up and see I'm listening to a podcast that auto-played interviewing the singer of the Gaslight Anthem. Yeah. It was crazy. And on top of that... Gaslight Anthem is is one of my favorite bands, if not my favorite band. And I was kind of like, you would dream about doing a podcast about Gaslight Anthem without me? But I was the, hurt. But also, when I told you the story, you were like, that was something I thought of we could talk about on the show. And yeah. I was like, that's perfect. They're a perfect band to discuss because, one, we both love them. Yeah. And two, nobody else even thinks about them. What just it happened? Just, I think it's like the AC of my house just turned off and it got silent. It felt like a, a vacuum in the room opened up. Like <laughs> It felt like in a movie, the atmosphere changed. Where everything's blowing up and then they cut to a super wide shot where you can't hear anything. I felt like it was one of those things where like when you're in a, when it's in a movie, look at us. The only references, movie <laughs> yeah. references. Like when time stops. Like I feel like I could have looked out of the corner of my eye and I just saw dust stuck. No, you'd see a fly and it's yeah. ones are like very slow moving. Time's not stopped, but it's pretty slow. <laughs> Go on, Gaslight Anthem. You want me uh, uh so you really latched onto it. Um I don't think a lot of people have listened to them. Maybe uh, can I do like a drop? Yeah, you want to do like drop. one of their songs. Um, they're kind of like how would you describe their sound? I'd say they're they are a more. This is one of their best songs. <laughs> this is a classic gaslight <laughs> like anthem song. This is a great one. 
But you know what's funny is you just held up your phone and I saw it was iTunes. I saw the albums. <laughs> is this not Gaslight Anthem, bro? Is this the new Rickroll? <laughs> Uh, it starts so aggressively. <laughs> it comes at you hard. <laughs> it's even funnier because you're like, go ahead. And then you played it while I was talking. I was, oh I was really God. proud of that. Okay. I, I can. Okay. Um, How would you describe them? I, I mean, we said this before. I would say they're like a straight up like rock band. Mm-hmm. Like they're not. I, they're listed at like I'm looking at Apple Music right now. Like they are alternative. Alternative. Sure. But we've discussed it before. I'm not sure what does alternative mean anymore. It doesn't have meaning. Um. So yeah, I would say like they're kind of they got famous. I would say for their level for kind of sounding like Springsteen. There's a lot of well, he played with them. He yeah, likes there's them. that they're really a famous, Jersey rock band that he's played with. They're very inspired by him, and he kind of took them to a next level. They're like a straight rock band with really personal everyman lyrics about yeah. like just trying to survive day to day and breakups. <laughs> yeah, and, and a lot of breakups. Like, uh, I don't know. Sh- should we go with two? Yeah, that's a good. Okay, this so, is one of their most famous songs. Yeah, for so sure. They're really famous for like. It sounds incredibly low quality. Have you heard the Jeff Rosenstock cover of this? Jeff Rosenstock did a cover of this, yeah. It's no, very aggressive, but it's great. Is it good? Well, yeah. Skip ahead a bit. Yeah. It's like really earnest. Can I tell you something really stupid really yeah. quick? What, like, if anyone's a musician, they might relate to this. But like my favorite progression that they did like a A minor to an E7. And I love that on a guitar. It's a good. If anyone plays guitar and knows A minor to E7, give it a go. It sounds good. I like that. I, what, what, I have, you lost me completely. It's all right. The part when you said this sounds good, they did that. Is that it just like a chord? It's a progression. It's two chords. I like the sound of those one note going to the next note. Um, how did you get into them? Because they're not super well known, right? Well, they had that song "Great Expectations" that was definitely in. It was like on a mix, or somehow I heard it. But I feel like it was almost like through a label. Like I got like a label compilation. Or and they something, were, they and they were, were on, on it. it. I swear, something like that. I've told you my very weird, uh, the very weird way that I, I got into them. But right? You haven't told me on air. So, do you remember my story about how I got into them? No. I am because I, I, years and years and years ago, I opened up a Twitter account, and I wanted to like just follow people that I like. This is like 2009, mm-hmm. like early, early, Good year early Twitter. Twitter. You were on Twitter early. early Twitter. I remember that. And I remember I just wanted to, like, follow people that I liked. Mm-hmm. And I sort of thought, like, oh, who do I like? And I was, I thought right away, I was like, I really like D.C. Pearson. Yeah. Great, great comedian. He's written some great books. And so I went to his Twitter account, and the first tweet that he had was that he had just, like, listened to the new Gaslight Anthem song or whatever. And I was like, oh, I've never heard of them. Mm-hmm. And then I went and just listened to them purely because I read that tweet, and I liked him. Do you remember what song it was? Uh, I, you know, I don't, but I remember like, it really hit me hard. Cause I'm, I'm a big fan of like big earnest, just rock and roll. Like it's not something that you hear new anymore. Like mm-hmm. there's plenty of old, uh, rock and roll, but there's not a lot of new, like everyone's heard Springsteen. Like we're all kind of over it, you know? Yeah. We know the hits. Are you playing another one? Yeah. You gonna hold that nail for me? Now hold that nail. <laughs> I don't think so, Tim. George Foreman, I don't think so, Tim. Oh, George Foreman got him. <laughs> got him. Excellent reference. <laughs> got him, George. Got him. Uh, yeah, so what do you like about them? 
I think it is that like earnestness, heart on your sleeve sound that they have. Because they're not quite, I wouldn't say they have any punk influences. No. Because they're, they, they're not a part of that like strokesy Interpol. But they're, yeah, they're, I was saying this before. <laughs> I think I said this earlier when we were discussing what we were going to talk about to some extent. And I thought they like they don't sound like they're ripping off some of that revival stuff. You're like, oh, I see where this is coming from. Yeah, but they seem very influenced by things, but don't sound like they're like they kind of have their own sound going. Yeah, but you can sort of you. It's something where I think you can see their inspirations, but they don't copy their inspirations. Yeah, but they are. They write some like I'm trying to think of the word to describe it. They write some very personal music. And yeah. it's so it's the it's that interesting thing where, you know, when you try to make something universal, you just make it bland and it appeals to nobody. Mm-hmm. But when you make something super personal, it becomes like an actual human experience, which makes it universal. Yeah, and their music is very personal, which makes it feel very accessible and very easy to like sure. jump into. Yeah, if that made any sense Absolutely. whatsoever, like. They have some, we were talking about this earlier, spoiler alert, we talk a lot outside of this podcast. Yeah. Earlier. This band's gotten us through some uh, tough times. Uh, Uh, They have a song on their 2012 album, Handwritten, which also, I mentioned this, but they, that album is like Nostalgia Incarnate. I was like, what year did they come out? 2012. It's five years old. Oh boy. And something about it just feels like this, like. And it's like a warm blanket, you know? It's just like, this is comfortable. I feel good with this. And I, we weren't in college anymore, were we? No. <laughs> so we were adults five years ago. Uh, the lead single, the fir- which is maybe their what biggest song. What a great, yeah. It 45. was in a car commercial. Was it? I think it was in a car commercial, yeah. 45. Amazing song. Uh, I've used this song in multiple breakups. To get oh, through. man, yeah. It's a great I've breakup song. It's a great breakup. Takes song. the whole thing as a metaphor, puts it with regards to vinyl records, which is like, yeah, that seems very of their. It, it really hits a chord. Literally. Yeah. And they have really great musicianship. Yeah, they're tight. I heard that. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> queuing up another clip, are you? I guess I shouldn't play too much. Music. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> that was a good clip. <laughs> They have they, a lot of grunt work. A lot of grunt work. <laughs> the, the producer wasn't sure if they should put that in, but the band insisted it was important. No, really. that's. I'm glad we lightened the mood, because if I listen to that song too much right now, I really do associate it with it, like some really heavy hearts. Yeah. And, you know, I don't... Like, they're not emo. No. They have some really sad songs, though. But I wouldn't classify them as emo. Like... Is the, is there such a genre as like because I think I've read this before like Americana because I feel like I would describe them as like Ooh. Americana yeah not country but you were describing that they do not they don't have a country vibe but they do have they have songwriting techniques and some production techniques that I would say cross over with the appeal of like country music like a lot of their songs tell these like big stories super guitar driven super guitar driven. Big riffs. I feel like they're kind of like country esque riffs, and a lot of. Uh, I mean, it, it, if you could play a little bit of the song again, they do a lot of like big, just sort of like a. Uh, it, it, a lot of. Uh, they're not really singing. They're just like, oh yeah. I I think if it's cool with you, we were talking about this song as one of the, our favorites. Yeah, but the song "Too Much Blood" 
Oh yeah, yeah has a yeah. very oh, like yeah. you'll hear the country influence right away. Yeah, you'll hear. Also it. from the great classic 2012 album Unwritten. Oh boy, and there's no grunts in this one. I don't think. Uh, we'll find out. I guess. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. You know what? Uh, I was thinking about how he has kind of like a gruff voice. He's, yeah, he's famous for that. Uh, I was reading that Trouble Boys, the Replacements book. Oh my God, it's such a great book. Great book. But they do have a little bit of a Replacements vibe. Kind of, yeah. Uh, I was reading something that the singer of the Replacements, before he would record an album, would go outside and scream at the top of his lungs so that he could get his voice gruffer and deeper to weirdly emulate Rod Stewart. Because he really? loved Rod Stewart. I didn't know this until I read that book. Rod Stewart was like the leader, like lead singer of a band. I forgot what, what they Rod were called. Rod Stewart and the E Street Band. Bruce yeah, Stoll. that's what it was. <laughs> it's like that guy from Conan. I want him on my kit. Give me Max Weinberg. <laughs> hey, give me Max Weinberg. Was that your Rod Stewart impression? I don't need Kevin Eubanks anymore. Give me Max Weinberg. Here we go. <laughs> the kids, your audience knows who Kevin Eubanks is, right? We all know Kevin. We all know Eubanks. Kevin. You Eubanks. hear that name and you go, "I know who Kevin Eubanks is." <laughs> Jay, you crazy? Oh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> uh, I hate you so much. But no, they. I would say, okay. So I think I think I talked about this on my first episode. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of. There's a lot of. Uh, are you still recording? Yeah. Oh. Something different all of a sudden. I was looking up the band that Rod Stewart sang with. Oh, God. There's a lot of... I think people are really highbrow with their music. And, like, it's it's one of those things where, you know, like, oh, what's your favorite album or, like, your favorite band or something? And it's like, oh, it's this really intelligent choice. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, I love Radiohead, too, but I don't think I'd say they're my favorite band. Sure. You know? Uh, but I would say this is probably my favorite band and they're an incredibly obvious band like i i do think they're very universal music but i wouldn't say it's deep music like they have the kind of lyrics that when you hear the lyrics you're like oh this means exactly what they're talking about yeah like there's not some weird what does this mean or what are they talking about like Like, obtuse you're like oh i get it it's very accessible which makes the fact that they're not bigger even stranger yeah i don't think they're like under i feel like a lot of people have heard of them but I don't think many people could name a song, you know, I don't. And I also don't think like, you know, you were talking about your mom, you were talking to your mom that you were going to do this mm-hmm. uh, band for the podcast. And we're thinking like, I think they have songs that moms would like. Yeah. Like they have songs that appeal. like, they have songs that I think dads would like. Yeah. And I think the, one of the impressive things about them is they don't sound like a dad band. Mm-mm. There's a lot of people trying to do what they're doing, and they come off as a dad band. For like sure. dad rock. Yeah. But they don't have that vibe. It's true. They do kind of like... Okay, so they've got the 59 Sound, mm-hmm. which is a great album. Great that was album. kind of like their big breakthrough. That was, yeah. And then they've got uh, American Slang. Mm-hmm. Great which record. Is a great album. And then they have handwritten, and they mm-hmm. sort of form. That's handwritten is the the third album in this sort of little trilogy. Yeah, they have an album before, but it's not. They're not quite fully formed. They're they, fully formed on Fifty Nine Sound. Mm-hmm. Then have an album called American Slang, and then they follow that up with an album called Handwritten. And they all kind of have similar, like deep blue covers. Like they've they're thematically uh, similar. These three albums. Yeah, and that's kind of like their creative peak. Yeah. Like easily. Like they're firing on all cylinders. Amongst those three albums, if I were to like sit down and like listen to all three albums in a row, there's not a lot of skips. Mm-mm. Like every song's really fully realized, telling you a beginning, middle, and end. And one of my favorite things about them is they have this quality that I really like where sometimes I like to just put on an album and listen to it all the way through, like from track one to track. 10, 11, 12, whatever it is. Sure. And you know that feeling where, like, you know you've been listening to an album for, like, 40 minutes? Mm-hmm. And you keep thinking, 
the last song is going to be coming up pretty soon. Yeah. And they do this great thing where every time you're listening to it, even if you don't know, if you've never listened to it before and you think, oh, this sounds like this is the last song. Like this has been building the like Mm -hmm. a really cool, great ending song. And then that is the ending song. Yeah. That's an astute point that they really do. I feel a lot of like my favorites of theirs are the first track and the last track. Yeah, they like on open each of those, well. they open really strong and they close really strong. Because I always hate that feeling of like you you're listening to an album and it's track eleven and you're like, oh, this is great, this is the perfect way to end this album. I'm feeling it, mm-hmm. and then track twelve shows up and you're like, oh, they got one more after. They're gonna try and top it, and it's just some weird like half spoken word song with like one guitar chord. Like, yeah, I'll never see you again. I miss you. Bye. And then a little tingling-a-ling. And you're like, that wasn't barely mm-hmm. a song. And you know, I, I, you know, they're one We all know that song. <laughs> we all know the tingling song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Chuck Berry song. Yeah. Uh, no, I was going to say, I love Weezer. Oh, But yeah. they're kind of guilty of this. Blue album. You've got Holiday is the second last track. It is? Uh-huh. What's the last track then? Only in Dreams. <laughs> I forgot. I opened up my phone. It's like every grunt. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Um, oh. <laughs> Stop it. Oh, dude, that's a great episode, though, when he gets to the super-powered uh, lawnmower. <laughs> I couldn't name a single, like, anything that happened in an episode. What? Did you not watch? I did, but I, I was at that age where it's like you don't think of, like, Exactly what's happening. You just sort of let it wash over you. Wait. The ending of... This is how Holiday ends. The Weezer album. That's a great album. Yeah, that's great. It's like, shut it down. And then they're like... If that's a concert, you run off stage. Oh, yeah. Which, great outro song. Perfect album. I love that album. But it's like, that ends real strong and then they kind of do one more you get a little greedy same with pinkerton falling for you great track yeah then they go on to butterfly and you're like this is a night but it's not see i forget all of this it feels like epilogue it doesn't feel like part of the main thing it feels like that last chapter what happens later whereas these what if you're if your audience wants a real life hack okay you want to read more books in your life Okay, are you always are you one of these people who's like, I wish I read more books. I don't read enough books, Ben. How can I read more books? Okay. When you crack open a book and you see like you Squeak. go to that squish and you you read the title. The book's wet. <laughs> <laughs> you open up that wet sopping book. Uh-huh. Okay. And you like read the title, you see the page, and you see that dedication page, like to Stephanie. Thank you. You know, whatever. Yeah. Turn the page. You see all the chapters, blah, blah, blah. Okay. You're thinking, I'm already flying through like five pages. Okay. Yeah. Keep turning the pages. When you see the big words prologue, just skip it. You go straight to chapter one. Because I'll tell you right now, that prologue is about some night security guard at some building that has nothing to do with the rest of the plot. It's just some weird, vague intro to the book that is kind of compelling, but not really they're always like eight to nine pages of nothing. They usually have very little to do as a book. Just go straight to chapter one. Okay. Don't worry mm-hmm. about it. And you know what? If you can't read the rest of the book because you skip the prologue, well, then it should be called chapter one because it's that important. Okay. Wow. If it's called a prologue, skip it. Uh. And you know what? You're going to get right to that juicy stuff right away. And you're going to be like, I'm reading so many more books now. Epilogues, maybe, yeah, read an epilogue. Because epilogues do kind of tie things up. But prologues, get them out of here. Wow. You know, I didn't... The I, more you know. I've had trouble finishing books, and then I started... I implemented that method, and I've plowed through You read every Fifty classics, Shades of Grey book. All Fifty three Shades of them. Darker, Fifty Shades Freed. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, now you're just... I read them in that order, too. <laughs> Two, three... Well, you you have memento disease, so you read the you read the book the third book, but the last chapter of the third book, and then just I read chapter totally by chapter backwards. <laughs> yeah, you got memento disease, yeah, but only with regards to the that book series. 
<laughs> and you had your hair bleach blonde too the whole time mm-hmm. you're doing it. Yeah. I have a red room. That is that's a memento is like one of those classic movies where like I think everyone goes through a phase when they're like in their like late teens, like mid teens, like early twenties, where you see a movie like Memento and you're like, Oh my god, I'm so smart. Mm. Watch a movie like Memento, I'm so cool. I'm like and you're proud of yourself and you like you love it a little too much because you're like, I'm into art. This is cinema. And then you're like in your late 30s like us. And it's like, I don't care about Memento anymore. <laughs> like if someone's like, hey, look, I got this cool DVD of Memento. You want to watch it? And I'd be like, I don't care. I'm over it. I just want to point out that not a half hour ago, you showed me a clip from the second Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles live action movie. Hey, life's for the living, baby. Life's for the living. <laughs> I don't have time for that stupid memento. Look at these turtles. <laughs> Yo, bro, those turtles look good. It was a cool sequence. I'm going to watch the movie. Y- you should. What is it? Out of the Shadows? N- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, Out of the Shadows. Why it wasn't Out of the Shell, I don't understand. But You know what's funny is... I won't tell that story. It's but it was funny. funny. <laughs> no, tell funny. me the funny story. It's <laughs> it's so not come on. Funny. Tell the funny story. It's funny. Okay, wait. I gotta I gotta cue some stuff up. <laughs> okay, for the story. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm sure this will be worth it. It's okay. So here's the funny story. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what Young this. All new Doctor Phil. <laughs> They're on a student is dating a bad boy. She's pregnant. He's controlling. You couldn't leave her alone to be interviewed. It's about us being together. That's not about being together. You're afraid she can say something that'll hurt you. On an all new Dr. Phil. <laughs> is that an ad? Or did you look that up? <laughs> it's a video called Dr. Phil with no dialogue, just reactions. <laughs> I'm fascinated with it. <laughs> oh my gosh, just people looking at each other. Oh, this is good. <laughs> this is great for a PCAST. Uh-huh. Just a clip with no audio. <laughs> it's All visual jokes. I'm so sorry. Uh, but no, it, so there's like a, there's a basketball scene in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. And I was watching uh, this basketball player who's in the scene. And he goes, oh, you know, today I was just filming a scene for the new Ninja Turtles movie. Uh, out of the shell or whatever like that and he says the title of the movie and he ended up getting in trouble with the studio he like had to tweet an apology that he was like sorry I revealed the title of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 really? yeah and then he also mistakenly called Will Arnett Will Ferrell (laughs) now that's good now that's funny now that's entertainment Um, but no Gaslight Anthem is I honestly think what what is up with these weird things on the internet where it's like the same headline, but just like these like weird, like it's, I mean, I know it's clickbait, but like the, why Hollywood won't cast Tim Allen anymore or dark secrets. The cast of that 70s show tried to hide, or it's like, what is up with these weird videos? Dark secrets. The cast of home improvement tried to hide. Who's watching this stuff? You're really showing your hand right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm looking up Gaslight Anthem stuff. Yeah, clearly. Savage level 116%. Play 1. 2. That's weird. The YouTube user is Rob Perry 123 <laughs> Home Improvement. Wilson's Fun Jokes. Yes. The Man's Bathroom. Is this an episode about Home Improvement? <laughs> it might be. No, but I, I, the thing about uh, Gaslight Anthem, though, is don't you think, is there an audience who wouldn't like this? Why shouldn't you listen to this band? That's a good question. Like, what? Like, is there something that's not appealing about them, especially that little trifecta of albums that they have? I don't know what would keep you away. I guess it's like, it, they. Do, I will say, they do have a line of like, they're a heavy Springsteen. Or a light hard rock. So there's kind of like they're... But they're a light hard ad rock. The Beastie Boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, awesome. I effing shot that. That was a good movie. I never saw it. It's cool. But it's cool. the footage is... It's like that weird section of like... It's on like... Uh, what were those little tapes called? Eight the, tracks? No. The like... Mini DVDs? It, mini DV. That's their oh, yeah. The oh, yeah, 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 the little tape. cassettes, yeah. Yeah, it was, like, shot on that, so it, it's weirdly, like, that weird, 
before HD cameras and after like cassette, that weird kind of we're getting there, but not quite. I, I, I was going through my old desktop computer the other day mm-hmm. and I found a folder that was like cell phone Porn. pictures. Oh, oh yeah. That thing's littered with, <laughs> oh boy, we don't have to go down that road, but yeah. <laughs> That thing is infested. If a computer could have an STD, it probably has it. <laughs> but I found a, I found a, a folder. Uh-huh. I was like old cell phone pictures, and I was like, oh cool, this is like the cell phone pictures from like my razor. Yeah. And like I clicked on it, and I was looking at the pictures, and they looked like an impressionistic painting. <laughs> like it looked like Renoir did. Like it was so small. <laughs> I was like, how did I ever take pictures and be like, this looks cool? <laughs> like I used to take pictures all the time with that razor, and it's like I'm looking around like this is. I can't even tell what's happening. I'm looking at pictures of myself. Weird. I know. You were taking selfies on that razor? Oh, yeah, bro. I was taking selfies every day. Do you ever, did you ever do that where you had to, like, get your finger in the right place to click that middle button? Oh, do you remember the, like, it would turn your camera around and then, like, look at it and be like, eh, no. And then you tried to, like, gauge it. Like, get a couple to, like, just get the, like, how far away should my hand be? Yeah. It's crazy. We live in a crazy age. I mean, Donald Trump Jr. released no, those emails today. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, so wait. There's that trilogy of albums from Gaslight Anthem. Yeah. And then they they do experience some band friction. Yes. And from what I've kind of gathered, so Brian Fallon. The singer. Is the lead singer and kind of the front man. He's one of the driving forces of the band. Yeah. Like creatively, he's the lead singer. He plays a lot of instruments. You kind of get the vibe that he's pushing the band in maybe a direction that they don't totally want to go. He's yeah. wanted to explore somewhat of a different sound, and they release an album called Get Hurt. Mm-hmm. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Get Hurt. And Get Hurt is good, but it has that really classic, like, this band is kind of straining and or falling apart. Yeah. It's my... Of the... Well, I guess there are some great songs on it. Yeah, it's just it's more hit or miss. It doesn't have that concise story arc of the others. Like, it also know, has a terrible cover. Yeah, it's like an upside down. It's heart, just a giant it? upside down heart, and it's a white background with a red heart. Yeah, and there are some really good songs in that. Mm-hmm. But it's sometimes you can listen to an album and be like, oh, I can like feel the tension of the band like really driving this in a weird direction yeah that album is also a little harder like it's got a it's a little more of a harder edge right there's a couple songs that get kind of like soft metal if you would say yeah there's definitely like a rock edge to them where you're like oh this wasn't quite there on the other ones and i remember when that album came out because they had really had a great streak of like three albums and that came out as kind of a little like, oh, it's a little bit of a come down. They were expected. And then the band kind of petered out. Like, are you looking it up? Like, are they officially broken up? They're technically still together. But it feels like they broke up. Yeah, because that was four years ago, three years ago. If you could look up real quick, I don't think they even toured the last album. On July 29th, 2015, the band announced an indefinite hiatus following their summer tour. So they did tour that last album. Yeah. Concluded at reading. It, it, it It's kind of a bummer because they do kind of end on a, a weird note with that last album. Yeah. But I mean, those three that we mentioned, it's like you can dive right in. And even those that get hurt, you can cherry pick really great songs. It's not as flawless as the others, but it's still very good. Guys, there's a flash flood warning in southeastern Wisconsin tonight. No, you're dating it. Oh, dang it. (laughs) Oh, man. No. I can't Uh, believe we're a week away from my birthday. Also worth... (laughs) Worth noting, he Brian Fallon has since put out a solo record, too. A solo record, which weirdly kind of sounds like a Gaslight Anthem. I have not listened to it. It's good. It's it's good. It, it does sound like a Gaslight Anthem album, although, like... So you're a, you're a big music guy, right? Yeah. You could say that. There is an interesting sort of... And maybe it's a good thing maybe Gaslight Anthem doesn't make as much music anymore. Mm-hmm. And this happens this happens in, in music class, particularly with, like, groups... And I guess solo artists too. So I guess everyone involved in music mm-hmm. where you just sort of hit a point where it feels like the creative juice is a little gone. Sure. You're still great. You yeah. still know what you like. You're still making records, but you're just kind of, 
it becomes like, oh, this is what all of our records sound like. And we just keep releasing the same record over and over again. And it's kind of good that they're not doing that. Mm -hmm. Like they're kind of becoming like, not really a legacy band, but like, what am I trying to describe? I don't know. Like, you know how like musical artists will be like, oh, this is the stuff I like to do. This is what I'm interested in. And then they just sort of, the ambition goes away a little bit and they, it's a coasting. Sure. Like Weezer has had that for a little bit of a while where it's like, oh, this is our sound. We're not going to try and expand. Like they're not going to get back to that adventurous. But there's kind of an interesting thing where like there's a couple ways it can go. There's bands like that are still putting out records like that's you're going to think it's stupid that I'm comparing these. But like Dinosaur Jr. and the Rolling Stones were the two that came to mind. Those are both bands that have put out records fairly consistently that are usually very good. And have a very similar, like they have a clear sound that they're not breaking formula, but are still putting out good records. Whereas there are some bands that kind of coast on a sound like Weezer, or they're like, this is kind of what I we did. Do. Like the, was it the White Album they just released? Weezer? Yeah, that was a good one. That was pretty good. But again, it's like, this is just standard Weezer at this point. But then sometimes you find a band that like keeps pushing it or tries to reinvent themselves and, you know, keeps kind of shaping what they're going to become and you're like oh i wish you just did kind of that first thing still you know there's a lot of acts where i'm like that first album was great or like you kind of peaked here and then did a lot of like weird stuff and it didn't work but this falls in that camp of like they have a or they had a great sound that they could keep going with yeah and they just you know they made three i think nearly perfect records and then Mm -hmm. that's it which i mean some people can't make two in a row most people can't make any so like i mean i just listened to uh is this it mm-hmm. the the first strokes. strokes album yeah which is incredible yeah it's like really great album i really mm-hmm. enjoyed revisiting it and then i was like oh i should dip into some of their other albums and it's like oh they never found this again yeah it's kind of di- diminishing results as you go on and it's it's kind of you know it's fascinating that you're you're in some weird moment in time and you can make a really perfect sound and then just you can't even find it again. Yeah. There's also something too to be said about like, is this it? Is a good example because it's like sometimes I'll go back and be like, does it? Do I like this because I liked it before, or is this still working for me? Is this it? Really did work for me still? Okay, interesting. I haven't revisited it in a while. You should. It, it it was it was really good. It was it was very interesting, mm-hmm. um, but also it was kind of a bummer to be like, oh man, they never did this. Whereas, like, I don't think they're a contemporary specific. Like, I don't think they're like a a super. Uh, they're not a very specific contemporary, but I think they would be a contemporary, like the Arctic Monkeys. Mm-hmm. Who I think didn't come out with quite the, uh, oh my God, this is the greatest band of all time, like the Strokes did. Yeah. But Arctic Monkeys, I feel like, has had some real consistent, great music that they've really been cranking out. Like, the most recent one, which is like four years old now, AM, yeah. is a great... Very Arctic, good. That's so good. Are they, that's crazy that they found it again, because they yeah, lost it. they did lose it. There were a couple there where, like, like Suckin' and Sea is very bad. Yeah, that is not good. Well, it's Humbug? Is that what it's called? Something like Hamburg, that, yeah. Something like that. Also not um, good. Do you want me to look it up? Look what up. The name of those uh, Arctic. <laughs> <laughs> do you want me to look up those uh, Arctic monkeys? Uh, um. So. <laughs> yeah. What is this? Plates dropping. <laughs> this is just uh, all of uh, Tim Taylor's accidents. God damn it! <laughs> you know you shrug. <laughs> You're just you're not even holding it to the mic, you're just looking it's at hypnotic. it. Stop. Well, I was gonna get to that. Oh boy. What's your favorite gaslight anthem song? Uh you know, you know what? And, in all honesty, one of my favorite Gaslight an- Anthem songs is on Get Hurt, which is their last album that Ooh. didn't turn out great. Yeah. It's not a good rock song, so maybe don't think about playing it. Well, that's what I was going to do. Uh, it is a song called, and it's brutally sad. Um, 
my phone is loading right now. Of course, I don't play my Tim Allen clips immediately. Uh, Get Hurt, which is 2014, which, oh my God, feels like forever ago. Uh, It's called Break Your Heart. Mm -hmm. That's a great song. That's one of my favorites from them. Uh, But overall, 45 is great. 45 is like a perfect song. Yeah. Um, The grunts are a little much. I don't think they needed the grunts. Yeah, the in, grunts are <laughs> in that. They should have listened to that producer who leaned against it. But Great Expectations is great. I also think American Slang. That was the one I was. American Slang is really. Are you playing it? Are you playing? It? No, you you can play it if you want. What do you show me your phone? <laughs> okay, I still don't trust you. Like this is awesome. This is a this is a, this is the opening track, and you're just like. He was like, oh, wait, this is going somewhere. This is going to. Our heads are bopping. Should I wait till the C starts singing? Yeah. Okay. Right right here. Hey, he's going to sing. Hang on. Shut up. There's some like very country esque guitar playing right there. I once described them as some uh, to, to them to someone as, and this is like the worst way to like when you're trying to tell someone like, oh, they're a good band. Uh-huh. This is the worst way to explain it. Like this did not make them interested in listening to this band. But I was like, imagine like if Bon Jovi was great. Ooh, you interesting. Know? It's like just really just like from the gut rock guitars not screaming but like big like it's not arena rock no but it has a big it's quality got a big to sound it. to yeah. it like that i think bon jovi definitely tries to do mm-hmm. and it's kind of got like it's kind of got a tough a sensitive tough guy vibe definitely you know like i'm a big gruff i'm a big gruff guy but i got feelings um <laughs> yeah hey, a lot of my new character it's pretty good Keep but going. like if Bon Jovi was great, I think that's what they would be like wanted dead or alive. I could see Gaslight Anthem doing they could that do a good song. cover of that or something. Yeah. Um, but whenever I hear a song that's like super personal, I always think like, oh, this is like a Gaslight Anthem song. Mm-hmm. Like uh, there's a, a recent Ed Sheeran song about like how he goes home, like Castle on the Hill or something. Oh, yeah. And I remember the first time I heard it, I was like, oh, he's doing like a Gaslight Anthem song. Right. Like this, it's like a super like going home, seeing old friends. Mm. Like there is something very like, I think everyone can relate to it. Definitely. Ed Sheeran, I mean. Yeah, everyone can relate to Ed Sheeran. Yeah, that redheaded, <laughs> lovable goof. <laughs> he did a carpool karaoke. I've, I, You know, I've never, ever watched a single carpool karaoke. What? And you know what I'll say? I hate that I said that because I hate when people say... I haven't participated in this thing, and I'm proud of it. It's like, what do you care? That's but, I mean, I just did it. Yeah. I don't know why. You know, I think it is. I don't really care for karaoke. Like They're I said, I just don't see, the, I don't see the joke in it. Like, I don't, is, it, is it just more impressive? Yeah, there's no joke. It's just watch them singing in a car, like a collection of their hits. Because it's not that I don't like James Corden. I think James Corden's funny. But, like, you know, I, I also never listened to the, like, the Wheel of Impressions that Jimmy Fallon oh, thing right. where he's like, we've got Demi Lovato here and we're going to do a random thing of selections of people that you can imitate. And it's sure. like, Hey, Demi Lovato, you want to do a Mariah Carey impersonation? And she's like, Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. It's like, oh, that's wow. good. Like, Thanks. You should like, do that. It was more share. <laughs> you sounded like a, an elderly, like an elderly man slipping on the sidewalk. Whoa, 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 whoa. Life alert. Life alert. <laughs> I followed it. I can't get up. Whoa, 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 whoa. What are you saying here? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Ben. Ah, oh, Joe. Thanks for doing the show again. Hey, more than happy to. Do you think we did a good job of defending, uh, guess, or like getting people interested? You know, hey, I think it's safe to say we've had some laughs, guys. We've had some real... <laughs> oh, God damn it. <laughs> we had some real laughs. You know, I think we all... <laughs> We all grew a bit. We all grew a bit, but like, really, 
59 sound American slang handwritten. We all have streaming services that we belong to for music. No one steals music anymore. Please. Please think about listening to some of their music. It's really good stuff. It's good. Uh, for the show, we have a email us, indefensepod at gmail. We're on Twitter at indefensepod, on Instagram at indefensepod. Ben is on Instagram. The credits are rolling. It's on uh, Twitter at Ben David Kloss, and he said he'll let you follow him. We'll it's it. all private because all my students found all my stuff. So oh, yeah, he's really a teacher, so you got to be careful about it. Uh, listen to Gaslight Anthem, the trilogy. We got Fifty Nine Sound, uh, American, American slang. slang, handwritten, great albums. Thanks for listening. Rate and subscribe on iTunes. Tell your friends. This is a fun episode. Share it with people if you want. And this is a good one. This is a good one. Oh, <laughs> it was going so well. That was such this a natural a, outro. Ah, oh, you ruined it. Here, go back to it. I was really doing... I felt I was doing something well, and then you ruined it. Uh? It's over. Bye. Uh? You've just listened to In Defense with Joey Bergren. Please rate and subscribe us. It really does help on iTunes or the podcatcher of your choice. Oh, that's pretty good. Podcatcher. What's a creative podcast network?